0: Alright, thank you. Okay, having said that, let's go to the theme of this meeting. The voice of God. Hallelujah. I want to read uh, from Psalm 89, verse 15 to 17. The voice of God. If there's any time the church really needs to know and understand the voice of God, I think now is, is the time. Hallelujah. If there's any time we really need to recognize and follow the voice of God, I think it's now. Praise the Lord. Um, thank you for a new King James. I'm a King James person. I think King James. I, <laughs> I got saved reading King James. So my mind is used to King James. Thank you for King James. As King James seemed to be more spiritual. <laughs> hallelujah. When you read King James, you know it's very spiritual. That that's the way God speaks. <laughs> right? Amen. Amen. Thou that sellest. <laughs> it's no more spiritual. You who sell, thou sellest. Sayest thou not in thy heart. We shall go up to heaven. Alright, praise the Lord. Okay. Okay. I'll read the scripture, verse um, 15 to 17, and then we trust God tonight to bring light to us. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. All right, scripture says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance in thy name shall they rejoice all the day and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted for thou art the glory of their strength and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted verse 15 again blessed is the people that know the joyful sound It says, the people that do know the joyful sound will walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Hallelujah. Those who know the joyful sound will walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In other words, those who do not know the joyful sound will not walk in the light of his countenance. When the Bible talks about the light of God's countenance, that's where we want to be that's where moses desired in exodus chapter 33 he longed to be he said god you have told me to bring the people but you never told me who you will send with me but earlier god had said i will send my angel with you because an angel does not represent the presence of god you can see an angel it doesn't mean you have an encounter necessarily with god because that angel may just be passing by and is just telling you the word of God. Now, listen to me. Zechariah, all right, saw an angel. But did he have an encounter? No. You could study it yourself. The only thing that he received was that he became muted, he's, he was dumb. I don't like to use the word dumb because that's not what God does. God doesn't cause dumbness. That is by the devil. So every time you see, you read scripture and you find certain things that look negative, it only means, and God is involved, it means it's God. So if you say he was dumb, it simply means the devil actually took over. But it wasn't the devil. That was an angel of the Lord that spoke to him and said, you'll be dumb for a season. So unable to speak actually, that's, that's the right word. Not, not dumb. Because dumbness, like I said, is caused by the devil. We need to cast the spirit out. But nobody casted any spirit out. or No spirit was cast out. Am I communicating? Now, so if you say he had an encounter with God, not necessarily. But Mary had an encounter. Because she believed what was said by the angel. Gabriel, I was finding it difficult to believe what the angel said. And the angel said, I'm an angel that stand in the presence of God. Which by that, it simply means not all angels stand in the presence of God. Which is very true. It's not every general that can stand before Buhari, the president of Nigeria. There are generals that can't even access there. But here there are you know people of lower ranks that see the president almost every day. It's an assignment. It's where you are assigned to. It's not where you desire to be in the scheme of things, we must understand that um, when we walk with God, listen to me, God will definitely favor you. But I think sometimes we we wish to be where God didn't call us. Where we are not assigned to. But if you understand your place of assignment, you just stay there and enjoy the best of God. God will come to you wherever you are. I read about John, John, John the Baptist who was in the wilderness until the time of his showing forth. I uh, heard people were going there to meet him because he was in the place of his appointment. Uh, am I communicating? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Moses said, God, show me, show me your glory. I, I want to know more of you. Just, just reveal yourself. I just want to spend more time with you. And God said to him, you know you can't see my face and live. If you do, you will die. It takes dead people to see God. If you are not ready to die, forget about it. There are dimensions of God you can access. Access those dimensions, we must be dead. And you know when you are dead, your body stops talking to you. You Go to the mortuary, you'll find out that it doesn't matter how many times you beat those people, nothing happened to them. They are dead. And we can get there. We can kill our body, crucify it like Paul would say, mortify it, bring it under subjection. Hallelujah. Because this, your flesh can can also cause you to be disqualified from the race that you are called to, to run. First uh, Corinthians chapter nine verse twenty seven. Paul was writing and saying so. Okay, back to our scripture. Leave that alone. All right. So Paul. So Paul. I'm sorry, not Paul. So David, I believe, must have been the one who wrote. He says, uh, "Blesses the people that know the joyful sound." He says, the people that do know the joyful sound shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. And if you walk in the light of God's countenance, which means you will be favored by God. You will find God's people. I read about Moses just a while. You know, I, I quoted it. That's the same Exodus chapter 33. He said, God, <clears throat> you told me to bring the people, but you never told me who you will, you will send with us. The only thing you have been saying is that I found favor in your side. And then he said, God, if it is so that I found favor in your side, then show me your way that I may what? Know you that I may also find favor in your side. Which means the more of God you know, the more of his favor you enjoy. People are asking for favor, but not willing to know him. So, you can access favor. You know, there are many people who pray for favor. But as a pastor, I travel a lot. And people ask me everywhere, Pastor, can you just pray? Pray, I have this thing. Lord, just pray. And sometimes, you know, I I, I ask the people, Do you really want to be honest with you? If you want me to be honest, You you don't want me to be honest with you. Not here. I mean, for those who ask me many times, I want to be honest, so I have to be honest with them. Because um, I could pray. But it doesn't mean that prayer will work. You say, why won't he walk? Because there's a way by which these things come. It doesn't just come by father. You know, people like what kind of things? Favor, Lord. Favor. Favor, Lord. Amen. I wish it happens like that. Well, it doesn't happen like that. What he said to Moses, because I, Moses said, because I found favor in your side. He said, show me your way, that I may know you, that I may find favor in your side. Which means the more of God you know, the more of his favor you enjoy. If you want to enjoy favor, just know God. Just be open to him. Just get him to, get, get yourself, get yourself, you know, into him. Praise the Lord. And get him to reveal himself to you. When you get there, there's no way you will enjoy the favor of God. Hallelujah. God will back you up everywhere you go. Praise the Lord. All right. So, now what is the joyful sound? Because that's what it says. He says, "Blesses is the people that know New King James. We say, "Bless are the people. But is the people is also good, King James. <laughs> Blesses is the people that know the joyful sound. He says, the people that do know the joyful sound will walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. The face of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, but take note of the word joyful sound. Now, what is this joyful sound? Well, joyful sound could mean anything to anybody until you have clear understanding of what Scripture is saying. It could, somebody may, may may call it, well, it's the sound of praise. Well, but take note of what he says. He says those who know. He didn't say those who shout the A joyful sound. No, that's not what, and if you take note, he's not talking about praise neither, but he's talking about the sound. Those who know the joyful sound. So, he says, those who know the joyful sound will walk in that light. So, if you want to enjoy the light of his countenance, then you will need to know the joyful sound. Now, so, what is the joyful sound? Hallelujah. Now, before we go further, let me read. I'm sure you can give me in the Amplified Bible. Praise the Lord. You have an amplified version here? Alright. There are two amplified, and I want to read both of them. If you have both of them. If you don't have both of them, I'll just read it from my mind here. Do you, we, we have both of them? We have the amplified. Okay, fine. Now, uh, this is the amplified classic. Can I read first the, the other amplified before I come to amplified classic? Do you have the other one? This is the normal one, right? No. No, this is not the normal one. <laughs> the normal one is, uh, is, is not as amplified as. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, maybe you don't have that. Um, okay, I'll just read from here. Praise the Lord. Now, that, that amplified says, um, blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound. Of the triumph, I mean of, of triumphs. Um, so let me let me pick it again. Oh, uh, it says uh, blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound, and it says the joyful sound of, of the trumpets. Is it there? No, that's not what we have there. Okay, of the trumpets blast, they walk, oh Lord, in the light and favor of your countenance. Praise the Lord. I'll read it one more time. Blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound of the trumpet's blast. That's my interest there. The sound of of the trumpet's blast. Praise the Lord. So, by that, it simply means it's not just talking about any kind of noise or sound. It's talking about the trumpet. Is that okay? All right, let's read now from this other Amplified, the classic. It says, "Bless and to be blessed simply means to be happy. You know God is not against us being happy. God wants you to be, of course, he wants you to be joyful, but he also wants you to be happy. Archbishop Benson, in the house of blessed memory, says he says, uh, happiness as a result of happenings. When things happen around you, you become happy. So God wants you to be happy. If somebody should give you $10,000, $10, now you'll be happy. If you walked in here this night, I am come in. Now, you don't need, you, you just be happy. Then you, you, you don't need, you are not joyful, but you're happy. That's what it means to be blessed. So part of being blessed is to be happy. Which means God is going to do things in your life. In fact, let me say tonight, that happenings are going to surround you. Yeah. Which means God is going to do things that will cause you to be happy, my friends. Praise the Lord. But it also means to be fortunate. To be blessed means to be fortunate. That's why I tell people we don't... Christians, believers are not lucky. They are fortunate. We are blessed. That's why you never find the word lucky used in the Bible. Abraham was lucky and he was called. No. He was fortunate. It's a blessing to be called. Part of what we sang a while ago, that's what we said. Praise So, when when a believer (laughs) walks with God, he will be fortunate. He's not lucky. You know, lucky, uh, being lucky is tied to, like, God playing pool with your life. You may win, you may not win. That's why the best team is not always winning. World Cup is about to start. Right? For those who love football. I do. In fact, I thought I was going to play for Green Eagles. Because it was called green eagles then. Before eventually they changed to eagles and then super eagle, Green eagles. (laughs) Then they discovered there's no green eagle anywhere. There's no eagle that is green. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, in the 70s, they were called green eagles. That's what they were calling them. I think about um, early 80s, green eagles. The first time we watched African Cup of Nations, it was Green Eagles that won, not Super so Eagles. You can Google it, you'll find it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, so it means to be fortunate, it also means to be what envied. Now, listen to me part of the package is for people to envy you. If you have not been, if you listen to me, if people don't envy you, it means there's no significant portion of the blessing on you. Because part of the blessing (laughs) is to make people am I communicating? Envy you. There was a day a lady, you know, one of our members came to me. The Lord gave her a word and told her she was going to be promoted. And of course, the promotion came so rapidly. And the way it came, everybody wasn't even she wasn't um, expecting that it was going to happen so soon. You know, sometimes people have a way of uh, projecting for God and analyzing and thinking, well, what God is saying now, I think it's going to take maybe another, maybe three, four years, you know. Alright? And so it happened the same year, actually the following month. And when it did, um, one day, I, you know, she came to me after, after the promotion, she came and said, Pastor, I said, so how is your promotion? I said, wonderful. I said, you are enjoying it? Yeah. He said, except for one thing. I said, what's that? He said, um, you know, it's the envy that I don't like. So I said, so what do you want me to do? He said, if you can pray that away. I said, okay, fine. Give me your hands. So she did. I said, father, you who brought the promotion, take it away. He said, no, pastor, that's not what I mean. I said, well, then you can't. Remove that from it. It's part of it. It's part of the package. That when God blesses you, people will envy you. The Bible says, go and read about Isaac. When God prospered him in the land of famine, the Bible says, the Philistines envied him. It's part of the package, sir. Have you read your scripture before where Jesus said, that uh, those who have given father, mother, given, you know, houses, you know, land, you know, sisters, brothers, and so on and so forth, will receive in this world a hundredfold. All right? With what? Now, what is that persecution? Envy. That's what it means. That's the persecution there. Which means people will be talking about you. You'll be hearing them. Even though people will talk to, say things like, "Ah, we know how he got his money. We know a God's car. You understand? When they start saying that, it will hurt you because you know you didn't get it that way. But my friend is part of the package. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that's how she she told me, said no pastor, I don't need that other prayer. I said, okay, fine. So it's part of it. So scripture says envy is also a blessing. When people envy you, it's part of the blessing. If people don't, there's something wrong. In your place of work, when people... Listen to me, you may not be the general manager. You may be just somebody, but people... Even the general manager will be heavy. you. <laughs> because just discover that you don't have any problem at all. Nothing bothers this guy. No. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Alright, so it says it means to be happy, to be fortunate, to be blessed. I mean, to be uh, to, to be envied are the people who know the joyful sound. Now, listen to what it's going to say. Who understand and appreciate the spiritual blessings symbolized by the feasts. They walk, O Lord, in the light and favor of their countenance. Let me read it one more time. Bless, and it means all that, are the people who know. The joyful son. And he says to know the joyful son here simply means those who understand and appreciate the spiritual blessings symbolized by the feast. Which means all of those feasts we find in the Old Testament actually symbolizes something. It's a symbol of something. That's why when Jesus came, he said he came to fulfill the law. he's the fulfillment of all those feasts. Now, some of them we still celebrate even now, but we have a better understanding because, for example, we talk about the Feast of Passover. All right? We understand what the Feast of Passover is, even though we celebrate it once in a while. If you understand what I'm saying to you. But we understand because now we have a better understanding in the New Testament because the things we have in the Old Testament are shadows of the New. So, in the New, we now begin to understand What they actually mean. Praise the Lord. So this scripture is talking about understanding and appreciate spiritual blessings symbolized by the feast. Now what feast is he talking about? There are many feasts in the scripture. Praise the Lord. Now but one of the feasts you also find when you study the Old Testament is the feast of trumpets. And when the Bible talks about trumpets, uh, it means a lot of things. But I just want to anchor because we are talking about God. Praise the Lord. Now, so give me Numbers. Uh, let's go to Numbers King James, please. Don't go back to, leave the Amplify now. Go back to King Chips. Numbers chapter uh, 10. Give me Numbers chapter 10. I'll read verse 1 and 2. Numbers chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Hallelujah. Amen. I need to be sure what time I still have. Don't worry. I think, okay, I remember you told me. So I have that in mind. <laughs> All right. Now look at it with me. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make two trumpets of silver of a whole piece, shall thou what? Make them, that thou mayest use them for, you see that King James there, that thou mayest. Okay, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly, and for what? The journey of the camp. Now understand, two kinds of trumpets, or two trumpets were supposed to be made of silver, not of gold. Alright? And God said, these two trumpets, this is primarily what they will be used for. One, for the calling of the assembly. Which means when the assembly is going to be gathered together, then God will or one of those people will actually use, this trumpet will be used. One of it will be used. Now, the second reason also is when it's time for the people to break camp. Which means when it is time to make progress. Hallelujah. So, when when people are going to make, in Israel, you know, there was a time when you study about uh, the children of Israel. You remember that when they left, you know, eventually they had two pillars. The pillar of cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. And those were more like, um, you know, their guide. They know when to leave and when not to. They know when to camp. And they also know when they, they are supposed to break their camp and depart. Whenever those, those pillars move, it is an indication that it's time. But a time came where God had to speak to Moses and said, you also need trumpets. Because that's how I'm going to direct you now. Listen to me. There's something I've discovered about, um, about the church sometimes. When I say the church, um, you know the universal church. We like to stay with stale manner. This was how God was doing it. But listen to me, if you walk with God, you know that God is in the move. It's the motion. And we need to be able to learn to move on with God part-time, part-time as he moves. So that you are not stuck to the old when you are supposed to move to the new. Am I communicating? Now, the reason why we have religion christianity can be you know for for some people christianity is a religion and you know even among pentecostal you know when we were younger when we got saved i used to think pentecost pentecostal people or charismatic people will never play religion Mm, but today we are seriously we pray play religion now it becomes religion when you want to hold to the past when the Holy Spirit has left there and is moving on, but you say, no, 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 no. This is the way it was. And so one will stay with it. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Praise the Lord. So it becomes religion. Because you are holding to the past. You are not letting go. I'm moving with the Spirit of God. Now, it won't be religion if you move with God. If you are current with God, it won't be religion. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. All right. So he said we should make two. They should make two trumpets um, for the calling of the assembly and for the joining of the camp. Let's read on and see. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Next verse, please. And if they blow wheat one trumpet then the princes which are heads of the thousands of Israel shall gather themselves unto thee next verse when ye blow an alarm which means sometimes that trumpet will sound as alarm hallelujah the, then the camp that lieth on the east path or paths shall go forward praise the lord and when you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey, and they shall blow an alarm for their journeys. Praise the Lord. Now, you keep really reading, reading all that. But let's go to verse 10 quickly and, and try to connect these scriptures. Verse 10, please. Verse 10. Also in the day of thy gladness and in your solemn days, and in the beginning of your months, I like that. In the beginning of your months. In the beginning, that's a new era. <laughs> the beginning of your months. Beginning of your months, yeah, you may call that January. It doesn't mean January. Beginning of your months simply means you could just enter a season. You see, spiritually speaking, God does not operate in months or years. Really, really. God is not the God of day or night. It doesn't operate that way. That's why the Bible says a day in the sight of God is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. So when you walk with God, listen to me, we need to understand. We, you know, we are, we are so connected with the natural that we think, oh, the year is coming to an end. God needs to do it this year. Now, that is not, um, that's a religious mindset. That's not scripture. That is not heaven's mind. Are you understanding me? Because God doesn't work with your January to December necessarily. He can, he can choose to, but he doesn't necessarily. He doesn't. If God's program is from January to December, my friends, we're in trouble. After December, it simply means it's outdated. You understand what I'm saying to you? Praise the Lord. That's why I don't believe this. God can give you a, a word and you think it's a word for this year, for example, but that word is actually for the next 10 years. But you see, there are pastors who are looking for a word every year like rapper that you want to change. No, you just need to connect with the mind of God, the frequency of the spirit of God. If God wants to say something about yeah, the coming year, He may. Do you understand? If he doesn't, don't, don't, don't bother yourself. It doesn't mean that God has left you. I think you just need to understand that God has his way of running things. Pray. God is a God of season and time. He operates by season and by time. And we need to understand spiritual season and spiritual time. One day I was um, you know, just, just fellowshipping with God and God said to me, do you know there are Spiritual time zones. True. Because God could move you ahead. Ahead of your time. That's not what I'm discussing today. I will have shown you from scripture. But it's there. Hallelujah. And God can also uh, pause the season for you. Like he did for Abraham. Because when you study about Abraham, you find in Genesis chapter 14, you just take time to study. You find out that God just paused the time. He just returned from Sodom and Gomorrah, and the next thing is that the Bible says the king, you know, appeared before him. Uh, Kedma was the king who came to him, and said, you can take people. You can, you know, what have you? All right. Now, in between, while he was having conversation with. That king, then the Bible says, now listen to me, while they were having conversation, God just paused the, the season, and then the next thing is that he milk, met Melchizedek. And then when, after Melchizedek was done with him, then the season continued. Which means God just paused that season to, to appear to him. To change certain things in his life. That's why later after then you'll find the same Abraham saying, I will not take anything from you, not even to your shoe latchet. So that you don't say you made Abraham. You know why? Because God had just revealed Himself to him. Because later he said, "I will not take anything. I trust God, the possessor of heaven and earth." He didn't have that revelation before. You understand me? I am not going off. All right, fine. I just want to be sure that I'm not going off. That we are here. Praise the Lord. Alright, so this trumpet can be used, um, you know, for the beginning of months, he's also saying, which means when God wants to change the season, one way he does that is by this trumpet. That's what I want you to see there. It also says, you blow the trumpet over your burnt offerings. Now, what does that mean? Um, and then over your sacrifices. Okay? Of your peace offering. that may be for you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord your God. Praise the Lord. Now, quickly, let's just try to understand what this trumpet is all about. Okay? Then we can, you know, link all these things he said we should do. Which means, if you're talking about your offering, which means you should never give an offering without the sound of that trumpet. Without the joyful sound. Now, how do you know a new season has opened up for you? By two things. One, either God will give you which means truth of God's word or by revelation. When God wants to open a new season to you, that's how he does it. He announces it. He will tell you. So what God is telling you opens a new season for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So how do you know? What season are you? What he said. Now you know why? Because if you don't understand that, you know what you'll be doing? With, you can be competing with other people oh, yes, and be hitting your head, not knowing that you are in a season different from theirs. Yes. Okay, Isaiah chapter 50, 58. Give me Isaiah 58, then connect the scriptures together. Isaiah 58, i begin to read just verse one will be it said, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like what? Like a trumpet and show all my people their transgression and the house of Jacob, their sin. Let me read it one more time. Cry aloud. Who is speaking? Huh? Okay, God is the one speaking. Okay. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. To Who was he speaking to? Isaiah. We just read the book, of, the book of Isaiah. Praise the Lord. Now, how did he say Isaiah should lift up his voice? Like a trumpet. Now let's ask a question. Literally, if we were to look at that scripture literally, if God said to Isaiah, "Isaiah, I want you to lift up your voice like a trumpet," which means you will be sounding like a trumpet, is that not so? But that's not what God is saying to him, because the next thing He said is "and show." So the trumpet and the joyful sound we are all talking about is the voice of God. So, if we now go back to the first scripture we read, bless are the people that know the voice of the Lord. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Praise the Lord. Which means if you want to enjoy God's favor, you need to hook to his voice. Hebrews chapter, let me read Hebrews, that will be fine too. And then I'll Come back to the things I need to establish here. Hebrews chapter 12. Give me verse 18 to 22. Look at it with me. Just to establish this. That the voice is talking about. Or the trumpet is talking about. Is the voice. The joyful sound. Is the voice of God. For ye are not come unto the mount. That might be touched And are burned with fire. Now unto blackness and darkness and tempest. (laughs) And the sound of what? Of a trumpet. Take note of the word. Of a trumpet and the voice of what? So, of a trumpet and of what? Which means? The sound, where they came to, he was talking about the people of old, the people who left Egypt on their way, you know, to Canaan. They came to Mount Sinai. God came there, descended there. They saw the glory of God. The Bible says that mountain actually, literally was lifted, shook. And they saw the glory of God. I always like to tell people that that was when the office of the prophet was instituted. Because God wanted to talk to the people. They had the voice god the bible says to the people was sounding like the voice of many waters they thought it was thundering all right but god was actually talking god was speaking words but to their ears they were hearing thunder (laughs) you remember when jesus died before he died all right and he spoke some people said he thundered it because when god speaks people who don't have understanding will wonder what he's saying but yet Moses, in the midst of all that, had an understanding of what God was saying. Do you understand me? Praise the Lord. So it was the sound of trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore, next verse. For they could not endure that which was commanded. I like the word commanded. So the voice of God commands. Every time you receive the voice of God is a command to you. It's not a wish. It's not God wishing. It's the commandment of God to you. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs uh, chapter 29. And I believe verse 18. It says where there is no vision the people perish. But happy is he that keepeth what? The law. Those who keep the law. He calls it the law. What law? He's still talking about vision. Now, we are made to understand, and if you study, you understand that uh, when Solomon wrote that, he was naturally talking about what sometimes is good. We can talk about you having mental perception of where, what you want to be, and what you want to become. All right? That is, there's, no, there, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what uh, Solomon was talking about. Because when you read it in the, in the Hebrew, you understand that he was saying where there is no oracle. That's what it means. Where there is no prophetic revelation. So it's not just talking, it's talking about the voice of God. Which means where there's no voice of God, the people are bound to perish. I like the translation that says they cast off restraint. The power to hold on, they let go. You know why? Because when you don't hear God, it makes you listen to Moron from pillar to pillar. So why are people jackpiring? Ask most of them. Majority of them are even Christians. Born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talkers. Because they can't see anything good that will happen to Nigeria again. But if you had a vision, if God had spoken to you, listen to me, things may not be running well, but you have an understanding. You said something a while ago. Am I communicating that? Listen to me. If you know that your wife will not come until 10 years time, why will I be troubling myself? I'm going from all night meeting, from one night meeting, to another night prayer, and asking God, Father, bring her. No. God has already spoken that she won't come until the next 10 years. So what do I do? I relax. When people are talking about, when will you be married now? Mm. My friends, I have the sure word of God. Praise the Lord. No. Go back to that scripture. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Give me the message. That's my best translation. (laughs) My best. All right? (laughs) Verse 18. Thank you. Where are we? Okay, fine. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. When people can't see, that's why you need to see what God is up to. What is he about to do? You know, oftentimes we don't really try to find out, God, what are you the one? You know, earlier I said something about Zachariah. Zachariah, oh, I wish Zachariah had understanding. The reason why he was stumbling all over himself, because he didn't have understanding of what God was going to do. Now listen to me. If he had known, I wish he had inquired like uh, Rebecca who made the inquiry when she was pregnant and began to inquire from God. God, why am I having so much trouble with this pregnancy? God said it's because there are two types of people in you. They carry two nature. They are not the same kind of people. And then on and on the Lord, listen to me. I have discovered this about God. And that's the truth. God will not just speak to you even when you are confused about a matter until you inquire. If you are not open to it, that's why I like David. Check David. David will inquire and require. <laughs> Alright? He doesn't go to any battle without finding out the mind of God about it. But what are you saying about this? Should I go? And God will tell him sometimes go. Sometimes he says no. And at the times he says no. that's why. You know, I study my scripture. I don't know about you. David fought many battles. But we never heard in scripture. Maybe I don't know the scripture enough. Alright? But I, in all of my reading of scripture, I never heard where David wanted to return with injury. And he didn't have, what do you call it? Arrow proof. Alright? How come David, he went to many wars. He fought many battles. But we never had that one day he returned. With injury. Why? Because he didn't go to a battle that God did not sanction if god is with you there's no way do you understand what i'm saying to you sometimes we take journeys on our own and then we are asking god bless it god bless this business no way we, we should walk as people of god listen to me we should understand the perfect alignment between heaven and the earth when jesus was speaking in matthew chapter 10 uh, chapter 6 verse 10 he says we should pray while well, he was teaching on prayer all right Teaching the disciples, they call it the Lord's Prayer. But even though it was the disciples' prayer, because that's not the way, even Jesus wasn't praying like that. But read really, his prayers, where he prayed openly, I thank you, Lord, for hearing me always. So he, he was not even teaching them the way he prayed. You know why? Because they were not born again. So he couldn't teach them the way they should pray, relating with God as a father. They needed to be born again first. And people pray that prayer now. And we have made it a prayer, we pray every day. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Huh? Hallelujah. Now, but listen to what Jesus said. I'm more interested in verse 6 where he said, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is where? In heaven. Praise the Lord. Thy kingdom come. Now, when he said that, he wasn't necessarily saying that is to pray, he simply means God's desire is for us to establish, is to establish heaven on earth. Which means heaven is the earth is supposed to be like heaven. When you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven. In fact, heavens and the earth. Why did God create heaven and earth? Because he wanted the earth to look like heaven. But it was messed up. God has not changed his mind. And he said, okay, um, when you pray, understand that I want you to enjoy the earth like heaven, the days of heaven upon the earth. That's God's idea. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So, uh, I wish, um, (laughs) I said I wish, I. I wish (laughs) Zachariah had known the mind of God earlier. Because, he will have had this understanding that, hey guy, you are not going to have a child at the early stage of your life, of your married life. Because the one who you are going to give birth to is going to be the forerunner of Jesus. And to be the forerunner of Jesus, God wasn't ready yet. So that's why when the angel came and said to him, hello, God finally is ready to do what he wants to do from eternity past. He said, what do you mean? You mean God doesn't know that we are old now? And we are past that age? That was his problem. So, like I said, God took speech from his mouth. God just took speech away from him. He was unable to speak for a while. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Because he didn't understand that God has a format. He had a pattern. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, some of us think God is not answering us. It's not that God is not answering. You just need to press into God and find out. I like what the Bible says. I think it's James chapter 1, where it says, Count it all joy when you fall into a temptation for the trying of your wicked Work at patience. It said, Let patience have a perfect word that you'll be entire, wanting nothing. Right? Or lacking nothing. And then eventually, he went further to say that uh, in case you don't know. All right? This is my own way of explaining that scripture. He says, uh, you should ask for wisdom. Is that not so? Now, what has wisdom got to do with count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation? No, no. He's not talking about wisdom as per ask God for wisdom. Uh, Scripturally speaking, I know you people are New Testament people. You are new creation people. A new creation cannot be asking God for wisdom. Because the embodiment of wisdom is inside of you. Which is Christ. It's wrong for a believer to be saying, Father, I ask for wisdom. That's not right. So when James says we should ask for wisdom, he wasn't talking about that kind of wisdom. as Because the Holy Spirit is the wisdom of God. Or Christ is the wisdom of God. Do you understand me? All you need to do is is to be able to tap into that flow. And then that wisdom comes out. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Did you know Daniel didn't ask for wisdom? He just asked for understanding because wisdom was already there oh am i communicating okay but, but that's just by passing now but this way i'm going to so james says we should ask for wisdom what wisdom is he talking about he's not talking about you asking god for wisdom god i need wisdom wisdom to know wisdom no no that word wisdom there simply means in case you don't know why you are going through that trial that persecution Am I That temptation, he calls all that. Temptation, I'm sure you understand that word, temptation. Trial. Then he says you can ask God. Which means God? I want to understand, is it by you or by the devil? Because if it is by you, especially if you have, you know, exercise authority in the name of Jesus. And the thing doesn't leave you. It only means you should inquire and find out, are you the one responsible? If God is the one, he will let you know. okay sometimes i share my testimony because part of the reason why i share this testimony is god told me um is to help people and also to minister to people that have similar issues i got married we got married okay i didn't get married My, my wife and i got married all right next year will be 30 30 years married all right And I discovered something. I don't know about other people, but it looks like the longer you say, the better it gets. The sweeter it becomes. You know, wine is better when it stays longer. And it's more expensive. Mm. It's true. If you go to a restaurant and they give you wine of 1929, my friends that one will be very expensive it may even be your some of it may be your salary maybe <laughs> praise the lord all right so we got married um november sorry no september 18th uh 93 just about the time actually we were supposed to marry um 20, 28th of uh of uh, august 93 but that was about the time, you know, if you were as old as I am, you will know. <laughs> that was about the time where, you know, this trouble in Nigeria, if Babangida was going to go, he won't go, will he go? And then people said that was how the civil war started. Well, I experienced the civil war, not, not you know, too serious. But I just knew that every time uh, planes were flying, then I know we were all running to go and hide At least I remember that. All right, Now, so, I got married. Oh, we got married, sorry. (laughs) Got married, you know, uh, November 20, uh, September 20, no, September, September 18th. Okay? 1993. So, after the the wedding, now, the reason why we had to shift it from um, 28th to from August to September was because of that trouble. I you know I was praying. I was so sure that there will be no trouble in Nigeria. In fact I remember you know in our church in just our father and the lord just prophesied and said let not the uh, you know Hausa man um, you know return from or run from the east to the north and let not the Yoruba man go to the west and let not the Igbo man go to the east for there shall not be war there shall be peace. When you I said ah, there's no problem about this wedding everybody that I invited was like, ah, they are not going to come. So, my father and the Lord just told me, why don't you change it for their own sake? They will see that there will be no problem. Because I told everybody, there will be no trouble. See, when you have God's word, <laughs> some people think you are mad. <laughs> you are insane. But that's what it makes you <laughs> become. <laughs> so, that's why we had to push it. So, when we pushed, got married, after the marriage... Uh, we decided that we're not going to, you know, we didn't want any child. We just wanted to understand ourselves. You know, these days people just get married and just have, start having children. No. It's wise for you people to understand yourselves first. Because when a third person comes in, you have not, you understand what I'm saying? There are many things you don't know about yourselves yet. A child comes in, then before you know, the husband now starts feeling, and now that the child is here, or, you know, the child has taken the place of, uh, you know, the wife or something. And so, there's a serious problem. So, we decided that we're not going to have children until after one year because we want to know ourselves. So, one year came past. Two years came past. After two years, I was praying and I said, God, is there something I need to understand here? (laughs) (laughs) But that's how you inquire. And the Lord said to me, Joseph, it is not about you. It's about what I want to do. That the things that I'm going to do, you are not ready for it yet. And your child will not come until that time appointed. So, I relaxed. Praise the Lord. But yet, we're praying for people. People were getting, you know, the fruit of the womb. And I remember one lady, bold enough, said, Pastor, but you keep praying for people. How come you, God has no answer I got, I got, I got upset. Went to God, and God said to me, "You are not better than me. Didn't you hear Him say that about me in Luke chapter four? Physician, heal yourself. What you we heard you did in cover, do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said you are in, we are in the same boat. So don't worry. That's how I receive comfort from God. Amen. And that sister didn't get married until the child came. As a sign. Now, that's why you be careful when you understand. You know when David was dancing and his wife said, ah, don't you know you're a king? Now listen to me. You need to be careful. If you don't understand what is happening, just keep your mouth shut and walk away. because what you say can tie you you remember that man in second kings chapter 7 whom the king leaned on i wish that man didn't open his mouth because when elisha came elisha said Here hear ye the word of the lord you know why uh, the man found it difficult believing what elisha said I, I, if you there you will find it difficult because if I should come tonight and I say to you, by this time tomorrow, Shall one Naira. I'm sure you will ask Pastor, say who brought this man? Where is it coming from? There are many of you that will say you even walk out of here after this meeting and say, What nonsense. I thought the man has something, but you see, that's the way without the word of God. Because you see. We have a way we think it should work. No, no, no. When it comes to God, my friends, we don't work that way. So, Elisha came and this was a time, great time of famine. Two women just killed their children. Well, they agreed to kill their sons. Just last night. And by today, the prophet said, Thus say the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, this time tomorrow shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel. My friend, in the Samaria, that's why the man said, hello sir, even if God is to make windows in heaven, might these things be... Do you understand the, the, what you are talking about? And Elisha, who was not giving the second word? It was not part of the word. Eh? The original word was Thus saith the Lord, by this time tomorrow. <laughs> Those are dangerous people. <laughs> but you know what? He needed to pass judgment. If he didn't, he will have fueled unbelief in the hearts of the people. So sometimes you need to you remember, these things need to be done. It's not everywhere you do it. But sometimes you just need to. So Elijah said, well, you will see it. but you will not partake in it. And since he didn't believe the first word, he also didn't believe the second word. Because if he had believed the first word, he would have just said, I beg you. In fact, when the king appointed him, he would have just said, king, I beg. I don't want to die. But he didn't believe the second word too. He felt nothing will happen. But that's how Elisha, you know the word of the Lord came to pass by the mouth of Elisha because the next day he was appointed... To be the one that will share the ration of the food. And that was it. The man died. According to the word of the Lord. And like I said, that wasn't part of <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> we started trusting. We just um, prayed. We, we, we. So, the Lord said to me. He said, uh, it's not about you. And then God began to show me scripture. Did you notice that he shot the womb of Rachel? said, Lord, that's true. You did. He said, yes, I did. Why did you? Very simple. Because Joseph was not supposed to come earlier. Rachel was going to give birth to only two sons. According to a plan, divine plan. God's plan, a plan for her. If Joseph had come earlier, don't you think that would have been misfit? God is playing everything according to the order of things. Are you following me? Now, does it mean that everybody that doesn't have a child simply means it's God? No. Some things are the devil. But if it's the devil, we cast that spirit out. We command it to live. And it will. But when it is God, sometimes this thing looks as though it's the devil. (coughs) Excuse me. But it's not the devil, it's God. So, God said that to me. And God also said, did you also notice that uh, even Rebecca didn't give birth Isaac until 20 years later. Oh, I began to look at these scriptures. And they started making meaning to me. And God said to me, I'm the one responsible. It's not the devil. Leave it alone. So when we go for meetings, I was a pastor already, but when we go for meetings and the big man of God is saying everybody, you know, who is trusting God for the fruit of the womb, I'll sit down. Sometimes people will tap me, Pastor. (laughs) You see, they didn't hear what I heard okay, so I just kept walking and enjoying myself. I wasn't bothered anymore. My wife was bothered a little bit because God didn't speak to her. God spoke to me. I needed to communicate what God said to her. so sometimes she will learn. You know, I remember you know, I think the thought here she came to me and said, Eh, you know so okay let's exercise feet now." And I said to her, "What have we been exercising? You think, <laughs> unbelievable? We have been exercising faith all this while. God spoke. We believe God's word. And then after that, she also relaxed. Then 13 years after our marriage, the first boy came. And the day, you know, when he was going to come, I remember I was in Kaduna preaching in my pastor's church. And while I was preaching, I saw the way the people are looking at me. They said, oh, you people are pitying me. Stop pitying me. I am not troubled. I am not bothered about anything. You say, okay, did you do check-up? Yes, I had a sister who was a nurse, a matron. She said, that we should go for a test. I said, no problem. We went. They checked. They said, there's nothing wrong with us. I said, okay. He said, okay, really? Then we went for another, do- you know, my pastor's wife actually asked me that we should come over to Kaduna. Then So we went. We went to the specialist. Mm-hmm. They said, there's nothing wrong with us. I said, okay. So um, out of the amount of two or three weaknesses, <laughs> every word is established. So if two doctors, specialists already said there's nothing wrong with us, do we need to bother ourselves? There's nothing to bother. I went because of them, not because I didn't know what God said. So I told them in that church, I said, stop eating meal. You people should not be sorry for me. And they were shocked. But that is the truth. Because when you know what God has said to you, you don't cast off restraint. You hold on. It doesn't matter how long it takes, you are there. You know the reason why you won't run from here? Even when the enemy is coming, like Saul, he saw the people of Israel living and so he thought, well, let me go and do the sacrifice quickly. Wow. And when he finished, here was Samuel walking and coming. And Samuel said to him, you have behaved foolishly. The Lord will have established wow. your kingdom. You have just missed it. Some of us are too—we are too much in a hurry. Just get the word of God, get His voice, and know what He's saying, and stay. Wow. Are you with me? Yes, sir. And I remembered the year that my wife was going to be pregnant. I was just teaching in the church. Then I, Nosdai, I started prophesying. I said, "A child is about to be born. A child—you know—is recorded." I I hope we still have it then. We used to have uh, cassette and what have you, tape recorder. And I began to prophesy. I said, a child is about to be born. I said, you'll be wondering which child. (laughs) Don't worry. The child is about to be born. And then that same, I think two months later, my wife became pregnant. And when she became pregnant, I remember one day she told me, she said, it doesn't look like the baby is moving. I said, don't worry. It's the time. If the baby like, let the baby not move the baby will come. Because there's nothing that can go wrong with this baby. Uh -uh. You know how many years it took God to fashion our womb and our loins? This baby can go nowhere. No trouble about that. Now, I said that just to encourage some of you to make you understand that when God speaks to you, just hold to God's word. You know, and one of the things I've also discovered about following God is that, listen to me, every time God speaks to you, it doesn't make sense. But it makes faith. Yeah. You say, what's the difference between? It doesn't make sense. That's why when you are speaking, people are looking at you. What are you saying, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> mm, or, or, or they will say, Kunilakai. which one is that? Good? Which means he doesn't even have the Apollo, he doesn't have it there. <laughs> How can you say that God said, leave God out of this picture? No to put God has to be part of the picture sir because without him we can do nothing it is because of him that we are here are you getting what I'm saying to you I can't run my life without God and I'm not doing it because I'm a pastor I believe even if I'm not a pastor this is the same way I will run my life because destiny is the most important thing sir purpose is the most important thing we are here to fulfill his assignment are you understanding what I'm saying to you praise the lord hallelujah. hallelujah so he says you should ask god for wisdom let him ask god for wisdom what wisdom is that god give me understanding about what i am going through he'll give you understanding and when you now have that understanding that understanding and cause your feet so that you are not running wild you are not casting off restraint you are not beating uh or, or like like he said in the message what did he even say there you know stumbling all over yourself no you just know god has spoken and you stay there yes, sir. are you with me yes. praise the lord Hallelujah. i said praise the lord Hallelujah. you know i can keep talking and talking in this aspect i have a lot praise the lord Hallelujah. i'm going to pastor george's church you just mentioned today but there was a lady in her church and um, this lady, I just entered the church. Sometimes, just like I did a while ago, sometimes I, I don't need to know, know what is happening. I just entered the church. I traveled all the way from Jos, arrived uh, Eket. Actually, we slept, I think we slept in Abba and then eventually the next day we arrived Eket. When we got to Eket, I just uh, entered, I was the one ministering that night. As I entered to minister, I saw that lady and the word of the Lord came. And God said to her, to her, don't go ahead with that marriage. Stop it. Because I'm not in it. That's not good. good message. That's not good message. Huh? It looks bad, right? And you know, it pains you who is giving the heavy blood. <laughs> so I just gave the word of God. In my mind, I said, oh Lord, what is this? So after the service, thank God the sister came with her pastors. We sat together. Her pastor, her pastor said, Joe, That's the way he calls me. He said, do you know this lady? They have already done traditional. I said, well, I don't know. But if the Lord said they should not go ahead with you, you <laughs> still have a choice to. <laughs> don't ask me such questions. I said, I don't know, but if God said so, why not? Let's go with what God said. So the lady said, he said but the man has spent so much money. I said, I don't know. (laughs) You have a life to live. I said, you need to do it now. Because what I see is that you are going to have a season over your life. If you go ahead, this marriage eventually will pack up. It will. You you won't leave this country because the guy was in the U.S. to marry her. You know? And I just told her, and I said, well, there's a B part, but I don't want to say the B part. I'll leave the people in my pocket. Trusting that you will act upon the word of God. Am I communicating? Eventually, I felt re- released to tell her. I said, well, if you miss this season of your life, it takes take you 20 years before you marry. Now, so I don't... Uh, <laughs> I see the way many of you are looking. It's like... <laughs> God, just make sure this man doesn't give such word here. <laughs> My brother, what do you think? He <laughs> say mercy, mercy. <laughs> Don't worry. If God doesn't speak, there's no way. I can't, I can't say what he doesn't say. It will have to be the Lord. Don't worry. Just, just relax. There's no trouble. You will think this lady will go ahead and break that relationship. She didn't. They continued the marriage. And you know what happened? The guy returned back to US. Was waiting for... Okay, she was now waiting that she will join him. And then eventually got to know that she was... I mean, the guy was already married. Eventually, they had to return the dowry. Or is it dowry or what do you call it? Bride prize. So the lady now came and said, hey, Pastor, you know you saw this thing you now. Now, by this time, this was the following year. So she now was praying and asking that okay, you know what God said. That is it possible? What can we do? So that plan B, that part?" The other part of the prophecy will not happen. I say, my sister, I didn't tell God to speak to you. I can't go to God to to ask him to speak to you and change his mind. That's what he said. You talk to God. He said, but with God, there's mercy. I say, yeah, there's mercy, but that is if he doesn't tell you. He has already told you that you shouldn't go ahead with it. This is what it will cost you. To cut the story short, last year, The lady got married after 20 years. The 20th year, according to the word of God. And you know what she said to me? He said, I did everything I could to make sure we break that 20 years, you know, curse. I say it's not a curse. It's not a curse. It's you who calls it a curse. It's not a curse. God is walking over your life. It's not a curse, oh. Are you with me? Is it a curse? It's not a curse. It's the word of the Lord. It will come to pass. So she asked me that, will I come join them? I said, no. Well, I don't think I will. I didn't see myself joining you. But go and have your wedding. All right? Now, I said that just to make you understand that. Listen to me. Sometimes it's important for you to follow God. Not just sometimes, every time. It's important for you to follow God all the way because if you don't, you'll miss Him. Praise the Lord. All right, so finally, let me read this again and then, ha, wonderful. If God, (laughs) if people can't see what God is doing, they would do what? They stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Most blessed. Most blessed. Who is more blessed those who follow, who hear and follow what God is saying? Are you understanding me? Praise the Lord! All right, let me begin to round up here now. I didn't enter my message. Oh, forgive me. You, you, you people are dangerous people. You don't allow me, you didn't allow me to teach my word. I'm still talking about the voice of God. It's still the voice of God. Praise the Lord. Okay. You know, many people want to hear the voice of God. But they don't know how. A lot of believers really want God to talk to them. But they don't understand how. Praise the Lord. Now, when we talk about the voice of God, what are we really talking about? The voice of God, for me, primarily, if I'm to define what the voice of God is, is the Holy Spirit speaking the mind of the Father and Jesus to you. Period. That's the voice of God. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, because you see, the Holy Spirit is is the one actually speaking uh it's possible you you could say the father spoke to me you will be right you could say jesus spoke to me you will be right but in the real sense of it the one who is communicating is actually the holy spirit because jesus said something very interesting if you study um john chapter 16 verse 12 that will be my last scripture i'm i'm just maybe i'm laying foundation for what i will say tomorrow all right now, Jesus said, there are many things I want to say to you, but you cannot handle them. Why can't you not? Because, listen to me, it will take the Holy Spirit to begin to unveil these things to you. If Jesus, there were things he wanted to say to the disciples, they will not handle it. They won't understand it. They can't comprehend it. Hallelujah. Now, you know the Bible in itself, thank God for the Bible. I love the Bible. The Bible is a closed book. It takes the author of this Bible to open it up to you. Scripture says the entrance of thy word gives light. Entrance of thy word. Which means you must access it to gain light. Yes. You can open it and not gain light. If it does not open it for you, forget about it. Hallelujah. So it takes light to work with God. From one level of light to another. He said, In your light, we see light. There are dimensions of light. Listen to me. The more we stay, the more the Holy Spirit opens the scripture to us or speaks to us, the more we become like Him, the source of all light. Am I communicating? He calls Him the Father of all light. So every light actually emanates from God. Development in Him is light, and that light is the development of man. So if you find people who are developing, it's people who have who have contact with the light of God. Are you Are you following me? Then in verse thirteen he says, uh, "Howbeit, when He the Spirit of Truth is come, He will guide you into all truth. When He the Spirit of Truth is come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His." of himself. But whatsoever he he hears. From who? The father and Jesus. That is what he will communicate to you. So the Holy Spirit does not speak of his own accord. But whatsoever the Lord, the father has said or Jesus is speaking, that's what he communicates with us. So actually, the voice of God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the voice of God. If I take it further, that the voice of God uh, is being led by the spirit. Yeah. Period. Yes. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. So, the voice of God is not just limited to hearing. No. You could know. You could also see. Do you understand? So, it can be divided into three parts. You can either know Hear or see, but you see, we don't determine which way he should speak to us. I I, have met people say, Lord, I just want you to give me a revelation, I want you to give me a vision. Vision, Lord, my friends, if God doesn't want to speak through vision, leave it alone. But you know, one, you know what vision, prophecy, the voice of God, which means if you understand what I'm saying, okay, let me say prophecy, vision, prophecy is not higher than the inward weakness. It's not. It is you who think, hey, that one is higher because I saw. No. You're a man thinking that way. But vision, prophecy, is not higher than the inward witness or knowing, if you like. God, God can, if you know and you see or you hear, there's no one greater than the, each other. Because when you study scripture, you, find, you come to discover that the Bible says, and God, the word of the Lord came, for example, to Abraham, Genesis chapter 15, and I believe it's verse 1. He said, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. The word of the Lord. It's still the word of the Lord. It's still the word of the Lord. In a vision. It's not vision. It's the word of the Lord. In a vision. So the word of the Lord can come unto you in inward witness? He can also come to you by prophecy. Or the voice of God. Or you say, well, I had an audible voice. Well, it doesn't make you special. So that you don't to, you, know, you know, lay more emphasis on the voice of God. Hallelujah. There was a lady I met a long time ago who had an issue, you know, uh, uh, sp- insanity. Not just insanity, she had a demonic issue. We had prayed and prayed and prayed for this lady. Nothing was getting better. So, one day, I was asking God, I said, Lord, what's wrong with this lady? The Lord said to me, <laughs> what's wrong with her was that she opened herself to voices. I said, so, Lord, how do we help her? He said, okay, I'm going to allow the gift of faith to come upon you. He says, when it comes on you, you can chase that demon out. Because we need her to be in her right. You know, if somebody is in, not in, in her right sense, or in, the person is not in, in his right senses, it's not possible for the person to be able to release faith, for what you are saying. So, you need a special faith, like Amplified we will call it, all right, to get that person, get that demon out. So, I trusted, and I would God, it didn't come that same day. He came another day. Came, I ran to the lady's place. And got that spirit out. Bam! And that's how she was set free. Hallelujah. Now, but what happened was that she opened herself to voices. Because she wanted to hear audible voices. Wow. Audible. <laughs> you know there are people who are used to audible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Pastor, my time is up. Hallelujah. That, I, I like to walk with time. Now, there, there are times I won't walk with time. Don't worry. Let me. When I come tomorrow, I trust God that I will have in, I will shut, I will pause the time. So the time will not run like it's running now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of you are glad you came? Amen. But in this hour, God is also restoring to us as a people. I don't know what that means. But I just heard the Lord is saying, there's a restoration. There's a wind of restoration. That's what I saw. Have you seen a wild wind before? Now, the wild wind just came and I saw it blowing this way. That's why I was focused here. But it came this way. Ah? Huh? Is it clockwise now? My mind is not working with my spirit. Is that clockwise? This clockwise. All right. It went clockwise, and then suddenly, in a split of moment, it went anti-clockwise. And I said, Lord, what is that? That's when I said, I don't understand, but there's restoration. And you know what? <laughs> the wind I saw are angels. They are blowing this way clockwise. They are here. Then suddenly, anti-clockwise. You say, what are they doing? They are both reversing and setting in order the things that are lacking. Now listen to me. There's a strength of God in this house. Am I communicating? And as a result of what I am seeing now, and I'm hearing now, it's so clear to me that God is going to you know, refine to define. Refine to define. Because your refinement will come as a result of refining. So God is taking us through a process of refining, but is bringing us out into a season of defining. You can't be defined if you are not refined. That's what is happening. Between today and tomorrow evening when we meet, some of you are going to have an Now, when I say encounters, it doesn't mean something scary. It only means you are going to have visible manifestation of God's presence on your life. Now, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Some of you will experience what Jacob experienced. All right? When he says, you mean God was there and I knew it not. No, you won't say that. But you will experience it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anybody who has an issue, something about the heart? Something about the heart. God wants to heal the heart. Something about, I don't know, but heart. When I say I don't know, which means my mind is not coordinating. If you are, please stand up. Hallelujah. I didn't know. I just spoke the mind of God. Now, put your hand there. We trust God right now. That the spirit of God is going to blow across you. Sometimes when I minister, I can almost tell that the angels of God are going to walk by you. I don't see them walking by you, but I just know. And they will. You will feel them. You will feel their touch right now. Father, in the name of Jesus... I've just spoken your word. If I've spoken your word, we ask oh God that every heart issue here be corrected right now. <laughs> you will begin to feel that warm sensation around there. But it's an ezakisa, gazaikizo kaikasi. Sa sanaita. Sainata. Does it? You are getting healed right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father for the flow. By the power of your spirit. Oh yeah. Break that yoke. Break that influence. Break that influence. Satan will command you to take off your hand right now. Leave there. In Jesus name. Thank you. Thank you. Just open up and you receive your healing. That's all. I didn't say you will fall. You don't necessarily have to fall. It's just, just get it. You just feel it. The Bible says the woman with the issue of blood felt in herself. So you will feel it. And you know you are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a beauty here. God is taking people into a realm of beauty. Uh, I can't explain all that today. Maybe tomorrow I'm sure we have the time. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. I've been blessed. I hope so. Thank you.